Welcome to WTIP's Outdoor News Podcast. I'm Callie Hawkins. I'm Joe Fredericks. Good morning, Joe. Callie, a, a fine morning. We're going to tell you more about that later and uh, definitely on an upcoming episode. But today we're going to talk about two animals that have been dominating our outdoor news coverage in the past week and early and now mid-July. Moose and wolves. And hearing from wildlife experts around Minnesota, from the DNR to Grand Portage biologists about both species, they intersect uh, when we talk about the population of one, one's up, one's down, what's the deal, where's the correlation. Mm -hmm. It's really been the number one topic we've been reporting on for certainly this past week. From like July 7th, we did a live show with Seth Moore and EJ Isaac from Grand Portage. They're the top biologists there. Then you watched a public hearing that you told us about last week on the podcast that Dan Stark had informed you about on July 13th about wolf management and the DNR's plan. What was the attendance uh, on that on the 13th? Yeah, so we couldn't view how many people attended, but there was considerable amount of public comment that people had submitted. And then there was an option to submit a written comment, which the the leader of the of the webinar held and mm -hmm. kind of read those out loud for the panelists to answer. And then they also had a verbal comment period. So you could submit it verbally as well. Right. How'd that go? Was it uh, sometimes that text zoom thing can be obnoxious if yeah. I can just say it bluntly. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly it went well, there was some technical difficulties, you know, whether I'm not sure from which side, but some service issues with who people, you know, how they were connecting and um, mm -hmm. maybe not in the best of service. And so they were cutting in and out, but no, the moderated, the, the webinar was moderated very well, and um, it was very informative. And I think, you know, I came away with a, just a little bit better understanding of kind of getting that public side and public feedback and where people lie and, and what they think about it. Okay. Well, let's talk about moose and wolves because we're hearing not necessarily conflicting reports, but when we spoke with the DNR in April of 2022, when they released those findings of the moose survey from over the winter, it was pretty upbeat. It was an optimistic, the, all the headlines from the metro area yeah. and so forth were like, Minnesota's moose count up to Everybody highest. was happy. It was yep. an upbeat tone. When Seth Moore and EJ Isaac were with us on this live show on July 7th on WTIP, it was definitely not that type of tone, at least when we're talking about calf recruitment, which are the young mm -hmm. calves that are born in May, and if they can survive those first like seven weeks or so crucial to their life. Actually, Kelly, you spoke to Seth about that. You asked him about that in that live conversation. Let's just hear what Seth said about uh, calf recruitment this year in 2022. Calf recruitment this year, what is it looking like? What are you seeing looking back from May to June and then now that we're in the first week of July? It, it's abysmal. I think this is the worst calf recruitment year we've seen in 12 years of study. Mm -hmm. Essentially, of our collared moose, 100% of the calves are gone now. About 80% of that, like you said, was, was mortality by uh, black bears and wolves. A little bit higher proportion of wolf predation this year than, than black bears. Uh, but we also had a lot of stillbirths this year as well, much higher than normal. And we think that's because this was such a severe winter in terms of snow depth and also a very severe winter for moose um, because of winter tick loading that the animals were just in really poor condition. And when they are in poor condition, their, their calves are in poorer condition as well. Mm -hmm. uh, is that something that we could expect is widespread across the moose range in northeastern Minnesota, similar uh, calf 
recruitment on a major downslide this year? I, I think so. From what we have been seeing with our collared animals, we lost somewhere around 25 to 27% of our adult collared moose between February and now. So massive population drop during a time and year when conditions are actually getting much milder, there should be much more nutrition on the land base. But because they came into spring in such poor condition from the severe winter and the high tick loads, we're seeing extremely high adult mortality, much higher than ever, than ever before, really, and extremely high calf mortality. So I would predict next year's survey that's conducted by the, the Minnesota DNR, I would predict a, a significant drop in the moose population. All right, so that's Seth Moore and EJ Isaac, Graham Portage biologist, talking about wolves, moose. As I said before, the DNR, when we spoke to them, uh, Glenn Del Jadiz, he's their uh, top moose researcher, one of them, uh, for the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. It was this definitely a different tone about the status of the moose population. Here's Glenn speaking. This is from early April, April 10th, 2022. You know, the results were really encouraging this year. 4,700, as you mentioned, Joe, uh, for total estimate of moose in northeastern Minnesota. And that's the highest since 2011, which the mid, was the middle of that precipitous decline between 2009 and 2012. And then the calf, the calf numbers, uh, 19% calves in the population and 45 calves per 100 cows uh, were those estimates. And that's the highest they've been since the peak of the population in 2005, which is encouraging. And bull-cow ratios uh, continue to hover around one-to-one one bull per cow, which is also very good. So, you know, there are indications that, uh, you know, we should feel good about this survey and uh, going forward. But what we all have to remember is the population is still 47% lower than it was in 2006, when it was about 8,840, the very peak. So it's still down, uh, but it is stable. And it's showing uh, at least apparent signs of a slow increase, which is, is really good. That's Glenn Del Jadiz speaking about the moose population from the winter survey 2022, and that was from April. So from April, where there's this, hey, the moose population stabilized, maybe even an, on an upward trend, to July 7th, moose population not doing well because of calf recruitment and the hard winter and adults, Seth wasn't just talking about calves. He was also saying that there was adult mortality, stillborn calves, predation was high. Yeah, it didn't sound like you had an optimistic view of, of kind of just an overall assessment of moose populations within this northern northeast region. Right. And just from these past few months, like primarily from April to July, like that's specifically when he's yeah. going, things have taken a turn and expect to see that general public mm-hmm. in uh, 2023's moose count. So we'll wait and see exactly what the DNR's findings are next winter. One thing, though, that it seems the biologists in Grand Portage, the DNR, some of the people, it sounds like, that were attending this webinar, Callie, that you watched, can agree on is that wolf predation is a major factor when it comes to calf mortality of moose in Minnesota. Let's hear Glenn Del Jadiz speaking about that from our April interview with him. Here's Glenn Del Jadiz from the DNR. So in the rest of moose range where we were studying, it was wolf predation, and it was primarily within the first 50 days. Black bear is a factor, but not near what a wolf predation is. And the other difference is, is that 
You know, even though most of that mortality on newborns occurred within the first 50 days when they're small and, le and less mobile and more vulnerable, wolves can continue to prey on moose calves throughout the year. They don't take a heavy toll, but they, they continue to take them. Whereas black bears, we found with our research findings, uh, cannot, do not take calves much beyond seven weeks of age. They just don't have the speed to keep up with the calves once they get to seven weeks or older. Occasionally, they can ambush a calf that still may be bedded down or something like that, but it's pretty uncommon. So, so really, like I said, in the rest of moose range, it's mostly wolves that are, are having the biggest impact. So some of those statistics that Glenn references about wolf predation, Callie, I think he was referencing those again yeah, in July. Yeah, he kind of reiterated those again in that in the webinar on July 13th and said, you know, looking at moose calf predation essentially or depredation from wolves, about 67% of that is from wolves. Mm -hmm. And then 18% of that comes from bears. And so the majority of calf recruitment mm -hmm. are, is unsuccessful because of wolves. You know, 67% of it is. Right. And that, was that simmering? Was that like the kind of the underlying tone from the public during this meeting on the 13th? Like, wolves are the problem. Do something about it. No, it was kind of just uh, everybody's concerned, obviously, about kind of finding that like healthy balance, you mm. know, where you can have a, a healthy population of deer, a healthy population of moose, and a healthy population of 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 wolves. Yeah. And so where is that line? And so do they adjust the wolf management plan and the, and the maximum numbers of wolves based on looking at deer and moose population numbers? And it didn't seem, it does factor in, but at this point, essentially they said once the wolf population gets to around that 3000 number, which it sits at 2,700 right now, it's stable and it's healthy and they're not going to do anything out of the ordinary or uh, make any plans until it hits that 3000 number. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what they're, they're looking at. So as of right now, you know, it's, it is what it is, but yeah. they are keeping an eye on it for most populations and, and we'll just kind of see what happens, you know, looking ahead the next year or two. Right. And the public hearing was on the 13th of July that you attended or, or mm -hmm. watched and the public comment period though goes till August eighth or Yeah, so they had the that informational webinar on July thirteenth, but the entire public comment period is open to submit through the DNR website up until August eighth. And uh, Dan Stark said in the said in the webinar last night, you know, please don't wait until August seventh. You know, it right. we would like to <laughs> compile all the comments throughout the time frame and not have to sit down on the last day and go, We have a, we have hundreds to go through, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, if you do have comments, you know submit those by now and, and don't kind of wait till the last minute. And that would be appreciated by the DNR is what they said in the informational webinar on July 13th. Right. And maybe with that in mind, people were waiting to watch the webinar, mm -hmm. gather some yeah, information, oh, yeah, of course. And then they'll submit their comments. Yep. So some, there's still some time to do that. Yeah. And there was, um, I would say definitely perspectives brought forward on, on all sides of the, you know, on perspectives last night. So there was deer hunters that made comments. There was, you know, wolf advocacy um, and, and individuals that work at international wolf associations and, and stuff like that too. So there was people on, on all sides of the aisle last night and it was all very respectful and um, mm. just kind of submitting their, their comments and, you know, their concerns. And so, yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's good to hear that uh, at least from a 
how how it was orchestrated, how it went down. It seems like it was pretty smooth and yeah. technical glitch here or there along yep. the way. <laughs> uh, well, as I said at the top of the episode, we we sound like we're in a, a better place than we were last week. Uh, when last it was week the, was exhausting. <laughs> right, the membership drive. We got out like, okay, yeah, we're, yep. here we are to do it. But this, this morning we were out on a boat ride with the fisheries biologists from the DNR based in Duluth. They were kind enough to take us out to do their lake trout assessment survey near Graham Array. So we've been out on a boat all morning with them looking at lake trout. Lake Superior up, was nice uh, and calm. Lake it was Superior. just great. <laughs> it was. And uh, pulling up nets from like 190 feet deep. So that, we can assure you, will be on an upcoming episode uh, here within the next two weeks. We'll for sure do that. And we've got video and all kinds of audio and photographs too. So uh, we're having a great time putting this podcast together. And uh, thanks so much for listening and more to come. Yep.